What's up, y'all? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. Mike and Virginia Chevalier are not only diehard Broncos fans, they're also proud CSU alums and longtime DNVR members. They're a husband-wife team with over 15 years of financial service experience. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, get set up with a free consultation to discuss all of your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. Since your home is likely to be one of your largest assets and your mortgage to be your largest debt, They believe it's vital to consider your full financial picture when purchasing a home. This includes considering your short-term and long-term planning goals, your investments, and your tax situation. Mike and Virginia will work tirelessly to find the best loan for your situation. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com. Enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat when you do. More importantly, get set up with a free consultation and discuss all of your options. Guys, I'm telling you, if you're wondering if the rates are as good as you're hearing, you need to call them. These are some incredible rates. Mike and Virginia are there to make refinance, make the entire process as simple as possible, but they know that it's not for everyone. They're going to run a quick analysis and honestly let you know whether refinancing might be the right option for you. Visit dnvrmortgage.com. That's dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. What's up, everyone? It is Friday afternoon, and we are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast. Hope everybody had a good week. Hope everybody has an exciting homecoming weekend planned or as exciting as it can be. I know it's kind of unfortunate. You know, it sucks that we are being stripped of, you know, all the opportunities. I'm a big homecoming guy. I know homecoming in general, I think probably you know, at least growing up, I always associated it more with high school, you know, just the local communities and the football games and, and the dance and all that, obviously. But then when I got to college, you know, I I learned pretty quickly how big of a homecoming or how big of a deal homecoming is in Fort Collins, what it means to CSU. And it's just a bummer. I love the parade. One of my favorite memories from, you know, being a part of the collegiate editorial staff was actually being in the 2017 homecoming parade and, you know, just walking around town and handing out copies of our newspaper and people being like, yo, Justin, what's up, dude? You know, recognizing me from Twitter and stuff. And I was just, it cracked me up because, you know, I was just, I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my God, these, these CSU fans are nuts, man. I can't believe they recognize me in the streets, but that's just, you know, that's how much we all care about this. So I hope everybody does something to enjoy the moment. I'm going to get to see my parents this weekend, which I am excited about. Uh, they're going to come up to Fort Collins. You know, they had an Airbnb booked because they were, you know, they were planning on coming to the football game. Obviously, if if you know how the process works, you kind of got to book these rooms months and months and months in advance. They probably booked it, you know, last year. So it'll be exciting to see them, but it just sucks that we're not going to have a normal homecoming. The only positive, I guess, in this situation is that CSU football isn't going to roll out a lame new helmet like they did last year. And uh, (laughs) I try not to be that guy normally, but those sucked. They were so boring. The the white helmets just putting the the circular logo on the sides. I get, you know, hey, it's 150 year anniversary. Let's let's try and do something special. Try and do something unique. It was easy. You already have the white helmets for the state pride uniforms. I just thought. 
it it was it was not a very inspiring design to say the least. I just thought it was kind of boring. I thought it left. I don't. I just there wasn't there wasn't much to it. That's all. But uh, I'm gonna talk a little bit of basketball on this podcast. But I'm gonna start here with just my take on CSU training camp, which obviously started earlier this week. I did write one article. Kind of, uh, kind of in a weird position right now, guys. I'm not, I'm not even gonna lie. If you pay attention on Twitter at all, Kevin Lytle posted an article that was written by Miles over at the Coloradoan, just kind of laying out the entire situation. Uh, it talked about how since CSU football returned to action, you know, since the shutdown, there has not been any, you know, formal media viewing period whatsoever. And, you know, I think what's kind of more concerning is at least at the beginning of the the training camp, nobody in the media has been allowed to talk to anybody on the roster, anybody on the coaching staff. They have released a, a couple of quote sheets, which is basically just they, the CSU in-house people ask some questions. They put it on a response. They send it out to all of us. We all get, you know, the same four or five. And that is, you know, better than nothing, I suppose. So, you know, in that regard, I, I guess I appreciate it in that aspect, but I just, I guess I don't really understand why it's necessary because, you know, we have the technology, we have zoom, we have the capability to be able to ask these questions. And I don't know. I, I, I just think there should be a level of accountability. You know, these coaches, they get paid a lot of money. They should have to speak to the media at least every now and then I'm not saying necessarily every single day, but not at all. I just, I don't, I don't get that. And I think the, what frustrates me even more about this situation is, is just the reaction that some of the fans gave online, essentially, you know, mocking the Colorado and mocking me for chiming in a little bit. And and the reason that that frustrates me is I've followed CSU my entire life. I understand what this process has, has been like in terms of it being an uphill battle for relevancy you know, I was one of those people that was pounding on the tables. Why doesn't CSU get more coverage? You know, why don't the bigger outlets in Denver pay attention? Why don't, you know, the the nas- bigger national outlets pay attention? Why, you know, why is CSU not a bigger deal? Why, why does it seem like they just stay small time when some of these other programs, you know, TCU, Boise State, have, have been able to ascend themselves into this, you know, much greater position? And, and I just... You know, back then I'd, I'd always be like, you know, what's the deal? And then, you know, over the last five years covering the team, I just CSU constantly does things to shoot themselves in the foot in terms of pushing people away and and not, you know, wanting people to come in. I just I feel like they constantly do everything in their power to make it kind of hard on the media. And I guess I just don't really understand that. I will say. It's it's a pandemic. I understand that it's unprecedented times, and that's why I'm not trying to sit here and, you know, rail against them or anything like that. I just think that the fans deserve better. I think they deserve better coverage, and right now, you know, it's basically impossible to give it to them. But along with that, to the CSU fans that are, you know, mocking the media, saying, you know, cry me a river for us complaining about the lack of access, if that's your stance, that's fine. You know, I've said so many times on this podcast it's not my job to convince you, you know, we're not the big bad media. I think most people get it. There are some folks that just won't ever get it. But, you know, if if you're going to sit here and mock us 
about wanting better access, then you don't get to sit there and complain about why is CSU not more relevant? Why does anybody pay attention? Boo hoo. You reap the consequences, you know, it just, it, it, it frustrates me so much. I'm trying to be political about this entire process. I just, I'm frustrated. I'm extremely frustrated. And the CSU fans deserve a lot better. That's, that's where I'm at with the whole situation. We'll, we'll see how it, how it goes. You know, the, the football season did spring up kind of quickly. So maybe this was just kind of a short term solution to, you know, try and get things up and running. And, you know, I understand that all these people behind the scenes have a million things to do and everybody's running around with their head cut off and it's a tough position. And, I get that. But at the same time, you know, there, there just has to be some availability. There has to be for an account, for an accountability purpose, for a unique content purpose. Does everybody want to read the same article when all of us use the same, you know, graph, the same quote, because we were all handed the same one. I just, nobody wins in that situation. Nobody at all. Not CSU either. Cause CSU needs the media. Whether you, whether you love the media, hate the media, whatever CSU does need the media at least a little bit. So that's where I'm at. That's my take. I'm, I'm not going to rant for too long. You know, I, I don't think it's all that interesting to the fans. But I just kind of wanted to explain, you know, where we're at, why there has not been, you know, as much camp coverage from DNVR, from the Loveland Reporter Herald, from the Coloradoan, as there possibly, you know, as there should be, as there definitely should be. Because this is just the the weird spot we're in. So... We'll see. Maybe it'll change. You know, I'm I'm not trying to be that guy. I understand it's it's been a weird spot, but it's just been it's just been frustrating. Week three of football is in the books, and now is the time to review the tape and get ready for week four. There's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement of Week 4, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you do not want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to turn $1 into $100 when they bet on any team. That's right, you can place a $1 bet on any team. If that team wins, you cash a cool Benjamin. How could you pass that up? Don't worry, though. Football isn't for you. DraftKings is giving all basketball fans a 200% profit boost on any basketball market once you sign up. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. Pick any team during week four, bet $1, and win $100 if they win. That's bet $1 to win $100 when you sign up using the promo code DNVR. That's right. Sign up with the promo code DNVR and turn $1 into $100 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Profit boost terms and conditions and eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, like I said, I'm going to wrap up this podcast with a little bit of hoops talk. 
actually going to keep this episode a little bit shorter because I'm going to release another episode that people can listen to on Friday night or Saturday morning, which is just going to be talking about my favorite games of the weekend. I'm going to point out some, you know, tasty lines, you know, just a little bit of just have a little bit of fun, you know, enjoy college football being back. Obviously, the mood of this podcast was not as uplifting, you know, not as pumped up as I would like it to be, especially just because I am really excited that football's back. I just want to be able to provide you guys with the best type of coverage possible. And I'm not sure that right now we can do that. So kind of frustrating in that regard, but we will persevere whatever happens. You know, I will adjust. I'll get creative, do ever what I got to do. You know, that's that's just the position we're in. It's been a weird year. I've had to get creative plenty of other times. It, it never stopped me before, but I was just excited. You know, I was hoping we would uh, get a get a little bit of a look at, you know, what this program is like, how it's doing under Adazio. You know, this is a time where this staff could really, you know, be building a lot of good faith with the community, but that's just where I'm at. I promise I'll move on. Um, before I talk basketball, I'm going to get my DraftKings pick of the week. There are just a ton of really enticing enticing lines this weekend, uh, but I'm going to go with a little simple parlay, and that's just going to be Oklahoma seven-point favorites at Iowa State. I think they're going to come back with the vengeance. Oklahoma looked really sloppy in that loss to Kansas State. I think we're probably going to see a Sooners team now that comes back with the vengeance and essentially just you know wants to beat the living hell out of somebody after they lost another winnable game to Kansas State, who is one of the weirdest programs in all of college football. I feel like every single season they beat a you know a top twenty team or somebody that they necessarily you know should probably get run off the field by, and they always find a way to compete. They always find a way to stay relevant. Yeah, in a lot of ways, I feel like Kansas State is kind of the type of competitive program that you know a school like. CSU or Wyoming out of the Mountain West could really aspire to be somebody that doesn't have the resources of one of those larger programs, but somebody that still manages to stay relevant. Anyways, uh, my my DraftKings pick of the week, Oklahoma seven-point favorites at Iowa State. I'm going to take that and I'm going to parlay it with LSU 21-point favorites at Vanderbilt. LSU obviously lost to Mississippi State. Shout out to Mike Leach making a big time impression in the SEC week one, setting passing records literally in his first game, just typical Mike Leach stuff. But I think if you parlay that together, that's just going to be a nice way to take two odds, make yourself a little bit of money, boost it up a little bit. And I just think you have two teams that are going to be hungry after losing winnable games. So that's my DraftKings pick of the week. Lock it in. Make yourself a little bit of money by parlaying those two spreads. Cool, 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 cool. So we are going to keep this episode a little bit shorter, like I said, but I did want to briefly recognize a really, really, really awesome Mountain West preview that I read by Three Man Weave. I posted it on my Twitter. Go check that out. Just an incredibly in-depth breakdown of everything that you need to know about the conference heading in. Really, they do a great college basketball podcast if, and you know, just awesome analytical writing. If you're looking for college hoops content on, on a national level, you definitely, definitely, definitely should check out Three Man Weave. And uh, what, what really intrigued me about this preview is essentially they validated a lot of the opinions, a lot of the feelings that I had about this team going in, which is essentially 
their ceiling is incredibly, incredibly high. Now, this is a very, very young team. Three-Man Weave has them projected to be the third team in the Mountain West, a very, very deep, talented Mountain West, I should add. But as they mentioned, you know, this is basically basically going to be a year where it could go either way. You know, it, it might be a year too early just given how young this roster is. But it's it's very possible that this team blooms a little bit early and ends up just having a really, really exciting season. Now, you know, obviously I'm going to go into this in, in a lot greater detail in the coming months, but at least, you know, on the surface, when I look at this roster, there are two keys that really, really jump out to me for this team to have success. And it's going to be what they do in the transition. You know, can you play aggressive defense and create opportunities to score in transition? Because I think this is a team when they get out and run, they're going to be really, really dangerous. They should be a decent perimeter shooting team. Uh, they've got a ton of talented guard play. Just a lot of guys that are unselfish, athletic, can get to the rim, but you know, also don't mind facilitating, can hit a jump shot when they need to. This is a roster that's really, really versatile and, and really, really built to push the tempo, play aggressive man-to-man defense. But can you create opportunities in transition? And can you get rebounds? Now, it's it's obviously going to be a huge adjustment. You know, you got to replace the production of Nico Carvacho, and no sole individual is really going to be able to do that. And honestly, you don't want just one guy to pick up that production. If that ends up being the case, the Rams probably aren't going to be a very good team. They aren't going to win a whole lot of games. Keeping things, you know, on the subject of rebounding, though, obviously, a lot of it's going to come down to Deshaun Thomas. You know, he he flashed, and I'll be honest, he... He really, really impressed me last season. I, I was really excited about David Roddy. I was really excited about Isaiah Stevens. They got all the hype going in. And I was excited about DT. You know, it, it wasn't that I thought he was going to be a bum or anything like that. It was that on a night-to-night basis, I just enjoyed watching him play so much. And he just proved to be such a, a savvy player so early in his career. I loved the effort that he brought. I thought that you know, he was a guy that you didn't give up anything when he came into the game. They were able to expose him a little bit defensively at times, and he was young, you know, that makes sense. But this is going to be a really, really big year for him and James Morris. You know, it's it's not easy replacing a, a legend, if you will, in Nico Carvacho, but it, it's going to be really big for the for the success of this team. And, I, you know, I, like I've said on on multiple occasions, I think this team has the talent to compete. You know, I I definitely believe in the coaching staff. I I do think they'll probably need a, a few things to go their way in some important games. But I think people should be excited. So make sure you go check that out. Check out the preview by Three Man Weave. I shared that on Twitter. I'll reshare it. Really, really great stuff. And obviously, you know, it, it was fun to have my thoughts on CSU validated. But what I really loved about it was, you know, reading the in-depth breakdowns on, you know, the San Jose States and some of those other teams. I... I'm, I'm in terms of Mountain West basketball. You know, I'm I'm locked in. I I know more about Mountain West basketball than just about anybody else you're gonna meet. But you know, those some of those smaller schools like San Jose State, Fresno State, on a hoop side. You know, I don't I don't know quite as much about them as I do the Boise's, Wyoming's, and San Diego State's, New Mexico's, UNLV's of the world. And it's just always nice to get somebody who can really dive into those you know, junk programs that nobody else wants to watch. So shout out to three man weave 
tremendous job. They do awesome college basketball content year round. Make sure you're following them. You're not going to want to miss out. Uh, Before we go, we have one more piece of good news. The showdown on the hoop side is supposed to happen this year. Came out on Twitter. A couple of different guys have reported it. Uh, My sources, you know, telling me the exact same thing. It's going to happen. Should be in Boulder this year. We shall see. But, uh, you know, we lost the (laughs) lost the showdown from a football side. We lost it in volleyball, lost in soccer. At least as of right now, we're going to get a border war in hoops and there's an argument that it's going to mean more than ever just with the fact that we lost all those other games for CSU in particular, you know, to lose that football game than to be able to go into Boulder and win a game in hoops, especially a really talented CU team that has tournament aspirations. Woo, that would be sweet. We will be back with more content over the next couple of days. Hope everybody has a fun and safe homecoming weekend. Peace. Peaches out of Palisades, sweet as mama's marmalade. This shit sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony. The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums. My mama slapped that bass, my sister sang these songs. Dancing under canopies, we thank the trees for all their leaves. We are just some drops of water together, make up seven seas. And one day I'll be like my father, one day I will learn to breathe. I'm choking on the thought that I am not the man I want to be.